हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट फोर डाइवर्सिटी एंड प्लूरिज्म एंड अवर टॉपिक इज डेमोक्रेसी एंड डेवलपमेंट द प्रेजेंट एरा ऑफ ग्लोबलाइजेशन इज करेक्टराइज्ड बाय एन अपसर्ज ऑफ मार्केट इकोनॉमी एंड पॉलिटिकल डेमोक्रेसी these are both considered as virtue and necessity whether it is the east european post communist societies or the post colonial asian african and latin american societies this can be explained in term of collapse of communalism or socialism that inspired economies based on development planning in the form of excessive or inappropriate state intervention in market economies in social sciences a great degree of literature rich both in term of range and depth is available on the themes of economic development and political democracy unfortunately they remain divided into two different worlds of politics and economics with little interaction what is needed is to theorize the nature of democracy in such a manner that the evolving processes of economic development can be understood in the wider context of political democracy the theorists of the political economy like deepak nayar have drawn attention to the fact that there has always been an inherent tension between the economics of the market and the politics of democracy it is explained in term of the exclusionary nature of the markets as against the inclusionary nature of democracy that the notion of majoritarian democracy is preferable to monarchies or the oligarchies has been questioned on the basis that it leads to the tyranny of majority at the same time the argument that the markets protect the interest of individuals and minorities is limited it has been argued that the markets are indeed the tiny of minorities now in the market people vote with their money whereas in political democracy everyone has equal vote thus there is always an inherent tension between the two institutions then can we say that the combination of democracy and market is sufficient or say necessary to bring economic development of the masses what about the egalitarian development in the planned economies without political democracy in the est while communist state of the east europe and also in the south east asian countries that had market economies without political democracy and then in the post communist countries where we have both market economy and political democracy we have so far witnessed prosperity for very few and misery for the majority we must understand that the markets tend to exclude people as consumers if they do not have any income or sufficient income markets also exclude the people as producer or sellers if they have neither assets nor capabilities 
natural talents, skills acquired through teaching, learning from the experience and education, commanding a price and also demand in the market. And then market excludes both the consumers and the producers if they do not accept or conform to the values of the market system that is tribal communities or the forest people. Economic exclusion further accentuate the social and the political exclusion. So, the lower classes would suffer if the marketization of the economies take place as the rollback of the state from the social and economic sectors would mean dilution of social security for the disadvantaged. Moreover, the people devoid of entitlement assets or capital capabilities would not have the resources to claim or the power to assert their rights. Thus, to conclude this part of argument, we may concur with Nirja Gopal Jayal that in this cruelty, Sukhrambian political work there is an almost complete disengagement between the lives and aspirations of ordinary men and women on the one hand and the world of important national issues often revolving around the interest of the advantaged one on the other. It follows that economic stratification is an inevitable in the market economies and the societies which systematically integrate some and marginalize others to distribute the benefit of the economic growth in ways that include a few and exclude others. In such a situation, the institutional arrangements that mediate between the economic de development on the one hand and social development on the other become critical. Otherwise, the economic growth would lead to regional unevenness and class inequality. Now, let us move to the next point, democracy and development in the post-colonial societies. Democracies in the post-colonial societies have been distinct from their western counterparts due to their historical specificities. Colonism, as Ralph Milburn argued in Marxism and politics, distorted the social, economic and political structure, thus making them unique. It follows that theoretical tool developed for the advanced capitalist societies cannot be transported simply to these very different societies. That explains the ongoing debates in the democratic theory concerning the new democracies. Most significant among these are the debates on democracy and development, democracy and diversity and democracy state and civil society. Thus, there has been a debate as to whether democracy and development are compatible in the post-colonial states. The economic miracle experienced in the East Asian states have thus been attributed to their soft authoritarian regimes. 
given the fact that the post colonial societies are multicultural and are riven by racial and ethnic conflicts, serious apprehension has been expressed towards the need to recognize the diversity and the inequality arising out of the embedded discriminatory practices that undermine the post colonial democracies. As for the relationship between the democracy, state and society, it has been debated whether there can be a democracy or a market without an effective state in the post-colonial societies. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.